الحمد لله وكفى وسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم كلا بل ران على قلوبهم ما كانوا يكسبون سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين الحمد لله رب العالمين اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم As human beings Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created us with, with created us with the emotion of fear So human beings have a tendency to fear many different things And this is just the way Allah ta'ala created us and it and, and and the fear that is most dominant in our life is often dependent upon the stage in our life that we're in. So for instance, an adolescent the fear of an adolescent is gonna be far different than the fear of someone who's seventy years old. You know, the the fear of a toddler is gonna be far different than the fear of a teenager. This is just the way Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created us. An adolescent fears that they won't be accepted by their peers and to them this is the this is what brings them the most fear the most anxiety the most worry an adult in their 20s or in their 30s and their 40s their fear is how they're going to make ends meet and they're constantly worried about their bank balance they're constantly worried about how they're going to bring home, food on their table, how they're going to get their kids through college. This is the fear that really dominates uh, their life. There's also this fear of security and this concern that am I going to be safe? Is my family going to be safe? And this is a fear that sort of dominates this age. person reaches you know, 60 or 70 or 80 and their fears are, are completely different. And if they're in their right senses, and begin, they'll begin to fear death. They'll begin to fear the passing away of their significant other and how difficult that'll be for them. They begin to fear their distance with the rest of the family because as they age, then perhaps their children, their grandchildren will begin to leave. But in any case, everyone has, has fears. And depending on the stage in our life, depending on where we are, that fear can change and fluctuate, but some of them are just universal. Some fears are just universal. The fear of the believer is one. There's one fear that a believer has. And that fear is that Allah Ta'ala places a seal on their hearts. The fear of the believer is one. It's that Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala places a seal on their hearts. And that's the true fear. All other types of fear, they don't concern the believer to the degree that you know perhaps we've made them out to be. Ultimately, if we are going to make ends meet or not, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has written our rizq for us. Everything is completely determined by Allah. We don't have to worry about that. That's fully in Allah ta'ala's control. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is our provider. He's our wali. He's, our, you know, he's the one who protects us and provides for us. He's a raziq. He's the one that provides sustenance for us. We don't have to worry and we don't have to have a concern over it. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is our protector. So we don't have to have necessarily the fear of, of security. Because Allah ta'ala is always with us and He's always there to protect us. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is our best friend. 
So we don't have to necessarily have this fear that people are going to leave us, that we're not going to be accepted by, you know, peers in our school. We're not going to, that we're going to lose relationships with as we age from other people in our family. I mean, there's a degree of having that fear, but ultimately Allah Ta'ala is our best friend. And as long as that relationship is maintained, then that brings a certain sense of ease and a certain peace into the heart of the believer. So all of the, the rest of the fears that a person, a human being has, these are all... Um, in in the grand scheme of things, very minimal fear. But the one fear that is substantial is the fear of having our hearts sealed by Allah Ta'ala. That's a fear that we should constantly be thinking about. That's a fear that should constantly be think we should be thinking about and it should dominate our minds. Allah Ta'ala says in the Quran about the individuals who disbelieve and they engage themselves in such uh, either acts or thoughts and beliefs of kufr that Allah Ta'ala eventually places a seal on their heart and there's that's sort of the point of no return Khatamallahu ala qulubihim Allah Ta'ala says that He places a a, uh, a seal uh, upon their heart and when a person reaches that point then they aren't able to turn back to Allah Ta'ala because Allah Ta'ala has now cut them off from Himself and that's a true fear that's a true fear because that fear will one, it'll create a degree of discomfort for us in this world, but most certainly it'll be what determines our hereafter. So it would only make sense that that constant fear be in our minds as well. That what if Allah Ta'ala one day places a seal on my heart and as a result of that seal, I'm no longer able to recognize Him as my Creator. And I'm no longer able to recognize Allah as Allah. Now imagine if that were to happen to us. And this is happening, to, this happens to people, this has been happening since the beginning of time. And it happens to people that are from the Ummah of the Prophet This happens to people from the time after the Prophet and, and, and it happens today. That there are people who once had their hearts open toward Allah Ta'ala and for one reason or another, which we'll get into, Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala eventually places a seal on their heart and now they aren't able to recognize Him as Allah. And they aren't able to recognize Islam as their deen. And they aren't able to recognize the Prophet as their guide and, and master and messenger. And it isn't just that they aren't able to recognize it. It's easy for us to talk about it, right? And to, to say that, you know, uh, to say, oh, you can't recognize Allah as Allah. What are you thinking about? But that seal is placed on their heart such that they don't even realize or we, they don't even recognize that that seal is on their heart. And that's what's problematic. It isn't just that a seal is placed and a person recognizes, oh, there's a seal on my heart, that's why I don't recognize Allah. You know, there's a seal on my heart, that's why I don't recognize the Prophet It's not that they recognize that there's a seal. It's that that seal has been placed and they, they don't even know there's a seal there and as a result, they, they, don't, they aren't able to perceive Allah, they aren't able to think about Allah, they aren't able to believe in Allah as Allah. They aren't able to identify or they aren't able to appreciate the Prophet ﷺ. They don't even, there's no concept of it because they don't even realize that their heart has been blocked off from recognizing these aspects of, our, of their lives. So, it isn't, it isn't out of the realm of possibility that this could happen to any one of us as well. It isn't out of the realm of possibility. You know, every, every day there are people who believe in Allah and they're waking up in the morning believing in Allah and they're going to bed at night and, and they no longer believe in Allah. Allah Ta'ala has placed the seal over their hearts. And that is a true fear of the believer. You know, everything else can be a fear, but you'll be able to get past it. Everything else, there's, there's uh, whatever fear a person might have, 
there's always a solution to it, and that solution will always lie in Allah Ta'ala. You know, the fear of, of poverty, Allah Ta'ala has already written our risk, that, that, that fear can be overcome. You know, the fear of security, Allah Ta'ala is our wali, that, that fear can, become, can be overcome. The, the the fear of uh, 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 the fear of, of poor health. Allah Taala has written what illnesses are going to come to us and when we are going to pass away. That fear can easily be overcome, and it's not it's not one that should be plaguing our mind. And it's not a challenge that we need to worry about. It's not a challenge that we need to uh, we need to accept as our own challenge. That Allah Taala has taken responsibility for those things. There's no reason that you and I need to fear fear these things. Our fear should be. That Allah Ta'ala one day seal our hearts. And that's, again, within the realm of possibility. And it isn't that we don't have control over it. See, you know, for, when we're talking about fear, for the vast majority of fears that I mentioned, we have very little control over it. Allah Ta'ala has full control over it. You know, and, and but when it comes to the seal being placed over our, although Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala places it, it's mostly a result of our actions and our deeds, our sins, our our interactions that then result in that being placed. Allah Ta'ala says in the Quran in another place, in another verse, كَلَّا بَلْ غَانَ عَلَىٰ قُلُوبِهِمْ مَا كَانُوا يَكْسِبُونَ That they had placed, that, 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 that rust had formed over their hearts because of what? Not just because of Allah Ta'ala's will, it's because of, the, because of what they had done upon themselves. Right, the sins that we've performed, the negative thoughts that we have, and we perpetuate and ruminate over these 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 things. Uh, you know, the the, the 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 deeds that we've left completely. You know, the masjid that we've left, the Quran that we've left. All of these things, as we perpetuate these things, right? As human beings, we perpetuate these things. Then rust forms and forms and forms, and it forms over our heart. And eventually, there'll come a point where Allah Taala will just seal it completely. When Allah Taala seals it, then there's no turning back. There's no turning back. And even more fearful is that we won't be able to recognize that a seal is placed on our hearts. We won't even be able to re recognize it. You know, re uh, there was uh, a few months ago, I was having a conversation with someone who had uh, who was Muslim and then he had left the fold of Islam. And, uh, and many of us probably had this interaction, but uh, we know from the Quran that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has placed a seal over their hearts, but they have no idea. I mean, this person is interacting with me, and they're they're you know asking questions and engaging in conversation, uh, but uh, and perhaps even challenging some of the things right that that are in the Quran or challenging some of these things, but in no way, shape, or form did they realize or recognize that the reason that they aren't able to perceive the deen the way they were able to before is because Allah Taala blocked their heart from accepting it. They don't even recognize, they don't even, they can't identify that there is a seal being placed. Because if there is a seal, then they can make dua that, Oh Allah, remove this seal from my heart that you've placed because I want to recognize you again. But you can't even see, if you can't see the seal, how are you going to make dua for it? If you don't know that that seal is, is, is present over your heart, how are you going to work toward removing it? Even Allah Ta'ala makes a person blind to that, the seal itself or the covering that's, that's present over the heart. In any case, it occurs because of the the sins that we perform and it occurs because of the time that we spend neglecting Allah Ta'ala and the reason I'm making this point and the reason that we're having this the reason this discussion is even being had is because this is one of the reasons why we should strive to perform righteous deeds this is one of the reasons one of the main reasons if not the principal reason why we should strive to perform righteous deeds why we should strive to please Allah Ta'ala 
You know, when we think about deeds, we think about deeds as being an avenue for us to receive reward. So for instance, if I pray Salah, if I wake up for Fajr Salah and I pray Fajr Salah, then I'm going to get, you know, an X amount of reward. Let's say I'll get, you know, 10, 10 deeds for performing Fajr Salah. And then I know that if I pray Fajr Salah on the Masjid, then maybe that'll be multiplied. So now I'll get 270, you know, points in, in my record. And Dhuhr Salah, 270. Asr, I pray by myself, so then I get another 10. You know, and so we think about deeds as numbers that go into our account. We think about deeds as numbers that go into our account. If I recite Quran for five minutes, I'm going to get five minutes of reward. Let's say that adds up to, you know, arbitrary number, 500 points. That's going to go into my account. And on the day of judgment, the more points that I have, you know, this is, this will result in what my outcome will be in the hereafter. And this is the way we think about deeds, right? The more we do, the better it is for us. But if we don't do it, it's neutral. We don't lose anything. We just, we don't get points for whatever it is that, that we haven't done. But the reality is that every single deed counts because each deed protects us from rust forming over our heart and it allows us to move on to the next deed and and this is this is the highlight of, of, of you know many times the thought comes into our heart for us to do something righteous right for instance the thought comes into our mind that you know what it's maghrib salah time i have the opportunity to pray maghrib in the home but i can go to the masjid i know i'll get reward if i go to the masjid if i pray at home it'll still be accepted inshallah i'll still get it so let me just pray at home but the reality, the believer should be thinking that, look, I need to go as far away as possible from the possibility or the potential for the seal to be placed over my heart. So I'm going to do whatever I can and strive for the 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 the, the best possible the best possible reward because with the best possible deed because with that deed, then I am furthering and distancing myself away from the possibility of the seal being placed over my heart. So when I think, can I pray Maghrib, should I not? Well, if I pray Maghrib in my home, I'm far closer to disobeying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala than I am to obeying Allah ta'ala, so I'm going to go to the masjid. So I'm going to go to the masjid. You know, you have the opportunity to give sadaqah, for instance, you know, and you can think in your mind that, you know what, it's not that big of a deal, it's only a couple of dollars, is it really going to help this person? But on the other hand, the believer thinks, that, look, I need to move away as far as possible, and I need to I need move as far as possible from my heart being sealed, so I'm going to perform this deed in hopes that this will be what spiritually elevates me and pushes me away from that possibility. So we would be, if we recognize the reality of this, then we will never take any deed lightly. Every single deed, will, we, we will think of it as, a, uh, as, an, as, as uh, spiritually elevating us and protecting us from the seal of the heart. And every single deed, we will see it as a deed that then, allow, that then encourages us to perform the next deed. Right? We don't know that if, for instance, we withhold the potential that we have, we have the opportunity. I use the example of the masjid, right? If we if we withhold ourselves from the masjid for one salah, we don't know if it's if it's that withholding that's then going to result in some seal being placed over our heart. The same that applies on the converse as well, right? Anytime we have an opportunity to sin, right? One thing is to think that a sin is going to be what uh, is going to be punishable for me, right? I do I perform one sin and I'll get one bad deed marked and I'll have to answer for that in the day of judgment. But the other way to think about it is. Every single sin that I perform, it encases my heart in a rust. And the rustier my heart gets, then the more it reaches that point of no return when Allah Ta'ala seals it. So I'm not even going to take a chance. I'm not, I'm gonna, I'm not even going to take a chance with this quote-unquote small sin out of fear that this is what's going to be leading me down this path of no return where my heart becomes completely sealed. So that's the attitude of the believer, that no sin is too small, no deed is too small. Every sin is big. 
every sin is big because we don't know where that can potentially lead us. Right? Maybe that'll perpetuate further sin. Maybe that'll place that first, you know, that first coating of rust in our heart. And then it becomes easier to do another one. And then another code is placed. And then another code is placed. And then eventually Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, you know what? Enough chances are done. Now a permanent seal has been placed over your heart and you won't be able to recognize me, identify me anymore. You're out. That's a possibility. And similarly, when we are we are striving to perform a deed, we should think that this could be that one deed that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accepts and He brings me closer to Him. And He's you know, and He stamps upon my Iman this this permanent uh, the, this permanent guarantee that you will pass away in a state of Iman. We don't know which deed that could be. Every single deed has that potential, so we have to strive to maximize in every deed. Rather than think about it thinking about it simply as a reward. Or a, or a punishment, we think about it as an opportunity to move closer to Allah or an opportunity to move away from Allah. An opportunity to protect our hearts from the rust and from the sin and from the filth that will eventually completely close it off from Allah. Or we think about it as an opportunity that, that uh, so an opportunity that can, that can cause us toward our heart be completely sealed or an opportunity, uh, an opportunity for us to move closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so that our hearts are nourished and nurtured by Him and protected from 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 the filth that we what we've created with our own hands, so this is what the fear of the believer is. This is the one fear of the believer, and every morning, every afternoon, every evening, this should be constantly going through our mind. And if we have this fear in our hearts, and this concern and this worry in our hearts, and this is what dominates our minds, then we will begin to see change in our life as well. Then we will we will be encouraged to perform deeds because we know the reality of of what happens when we don't perform a deed. You know, to the to the best degree possible. We know the reality of sin as well. The fear of the believer is that through their sins and through their lack of performing deeds, that they're just uh, that they're tainting their heart with filth, with rust, with disease, and eventually it just withers away and dies. You know, when a when a physical heart is is uh, reaches end stage, the only the only treatment for it at that point is is a heart transplant altogether. Is the only possibility to the heart transplant. Spiritually, when the heart, spiritual heart becomes so diseased that it becomes end stage, meaning khatam Allahu ala qulubim, that Allah Ta'ala places it, places a seal over their heart, there's no possibility of a transplant. You can't transplant. Maybe you could do it in the physical world. There's no spiritual transplant. I mean, very rare, rarely, maybe Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala will turn someone's heart around and bring them back into deen. But once that heart is sealed, and then it's sealed. And this is a real possibility. And our hope and our desire is that. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us from this and he, we allow, that He allow us to leave this world in a state of iman with a, with a pure and untainted heart. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to forgive us of our mistakes and allow us to strive in our deeds such that we distance ourselves from the possibility of our hearts being sealed. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to protect us from from, this, from sin and the reality of sin and perpetuating our, our, our lives in sin. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to protect us from any doubts about him and any doubts about the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Wa akhiru da'wana alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen.